Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to marketing strategies to regulatory pressures. More than 2 billion cups of coffee are consumed a day, fueling a retail market worth more than $450 billion that supports 125 million people including more than 12 million smallholder farmers, most of whom are completely blind when it comes to the quality of their crops, a limitation that threatens their livelihoods and the future of the industry, and which food tech startup Demetria is hoping to change. Coming out of stealth mode earlier this year, the Colombian and Israeli Demetria has created an artificial intelligence data platform that uses handheld and easily accessible infrared sensors to analyze fingerprint and match the biochemical markers of green coffee beans to the industry standard flavor wheel. As company and co-founder CEO Felipe Yerbe explains in this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, this technology is empowering stakeholders across the value chain including farmers, traders, and manufacturers, to assess, optimize, and source the quality of crops to better meet increasingly sophisticated consumer demands and counter broad threats to the industry, such as those posed by climate change. The magnitude of this development is best understood when compared to how coffee currently is tested and evaluated, a time-consuming, expensive, and exclusive process called Q-grading, which involves highly trained humans who sip or cup coffee to assess its color, aroma, and taste. Ayerbe explains that because cuppers are not readily available at each point in the supply chain, stakeholders often must rely on each other for assessment, which can be a conflict of interest and can drive up costs because coffee must be tested at each time that it changes hands. So uh, today for, for a transaction to occur in coffee, somebody has to send a sample, somebody has to cup it. Then if they agree that that is, is agreeable coffee, then they, they need to receive the shipment. Then they need to retest the shipment to see if it's exactly the same t- uh, taste as the as the control sample. So there is a lot of friction uh, because of that. And and transparency at the end of the day uh, would benefit the the farmers uh, because today they are the less empowered uh, piece of the value chain. For example, uh, at least the example in Colombia, in Colombia, um, there's limited cupping capacity for co-ops, right? So uh, whenever a farmer goes to sell their coffee at a co-op, right, the vast majority of co-ops in Colombia do not have cupping capacity. Furthermore, they do not have a, a on-time or real-time cupping capacity, right? And, and, and you need to understand that this is important because a farmer, it's a very small farmer, they have to hire a truck to get the load up to the cooperative, and they need to come back go back to the farm with a with with the coffee sold basically so one of the things that sort of we are we're working with uh, with the with the federation of of coffee growers in colombia is 
to use our technology so that the cooperatives can immediately give feedback and price according to quality to the farmer, right? So that that is, it, it's both good for the trader in this case, or the, the intermediary, which is a co-op, uh, but it's also good for the farmer. Ayerbe explains that Demetria's technology frees farmers and other stakeholders from this overly burdensome and limiting process by providing them with a quick mobile way to assess and link the quality of their coffee to a digital standard. This is technology that has been around for for several decades. Now, the revolution is that like all technologies, it has been become uh, miniaturized and compressed and, and it, it is also more democratically available, right? It's affordability. Uh, so uh, we use a technology that's called near-infrared uh, spectroscopy. Uh, so it's a spectrometer, right? That uh, used to be only uh, accessible to the most sophisticated labs. Now this became compressed and it's completely handheld and, uh, and it's cloud connected. And basically what we do is in combination of with, with this technology and AI, we're able to read the chemistry of the green coffee beans, right? So the green coffee beans are prior to roasting. And, uh, and by reading the chemistry, uh, uh, we are able to use AI to translate that uh, spectral fingerprint, that's the name we, we, we use, into what the copper looks uh, from a sensory perspective, from a taste perspective. So we're able to predict what the coffee is going to taste like once it's roasted uh, and uh, a cup of coffee is prepared. So uh, essentially what we're doing is, is, is probably similar to what, what happens when a copper uh, gets trained is we train the AI with a sensor, but instead of using our tongue and our senses, we're using a sensor, right? And we're using the collective experience to, to, of the AI to, to be able to translate between those two uh, measurements. Ayerme acknowledges that, especially at first, stakeholders might still test the technology's assessment against that of a human cupper, but he believes they'll need to cup and grade coffee less frequently, speeding up delivery and lowering costs. In addition to streamlining and adding transparency to the review process, Ayerbe said his company's technology will empower stakeholders across the supply chain to better meet evolving consumer demand for coffee, including what he calls the winification of the beverage. Consumers uh, are more discerning and they are more understanding of what they want and they want more options, right? So uh, now the, the, the big advantage is that coffee is, is a little bit like wine, right? You can have a completely different taste uh, from the same farm if it's on one side of the mountain or if it's another side of the mountain. So the, the, the whole uh, terroir, right, which is a, a concept that was, uh, I think, uh, coined in wine, right, applies to coffee. Now, uh, one of the things that we're seeing in, in, in the industry is because farmers do not have the ability to understand their quality, right, uh, a lot of specialty coffee or potential specialty coffee uh, probably gets lost in the process, right? Or, or uh, is not 
fully taken advantage of by the farmer and even the whole value chain. And for example, what we were talking about fermentation. Fermentation is a very big driver, both positive or negative for the quality of coffee, right? And, and that's the process at least that we have in washed coffee in, in Colombia, for example, and in Central America and, and some other places. So one of the things that we found is that a lot of people are, are, are experimenting with fermentation and fermentation can be a very, very big driver for a, a generating unique tastes, right? Because at the end of the day, Elizabeth, if you think about it, right? A farmer has already planted the variety of coffee that he, they've, they've planted. So they cannot change that ever so often, right? The weather is the weather, right? The climate and the terroir is, the, is, is, it is what it is. So there's very little that they need to do. Now on the post-harvest processing, that's, that's the big uh, lever that a farmer can control, right? And so part of what we're doing is sort of putting a lot of data into, the, into that analysis of that harvest processing to be able to enhance quality, to replicate quality, to be consistent in quality, right? Uh, and also because the, our idea is that eventually, hopefully, all farmers are connected into our network, right? Uh, if you are a, a coffee buff in, I don't know, anywhere in the world, in Europe, and you know what is your particular sensory profile of coffee that you're looking for, you can get into our into our, our cloud and see that a farmer in Guatemala or a farmer in Colombia or a farmer in Brazil is producing exactly that, uh, that profile of coffee. So that enables what we discussed earlier, a level of digital transparency. Digital transparency will enable the growth of, of a specialty coffee. So uh, I believe that uh, it's it's this these tools are probably going to enhance specialty coffee much more than they would for commoditized coffee, but they're applicable to both. But for commoditized coffee, which is a coffee that's hard to find, these are there's these are even more powerful. Along these same lines, the technology can help traders prospect more efficiently, better manage procurement, and even keep track of inventory more effectively. The other part is for traders, and we talked about the specialty coffee, is the ability to prospect more efficiently, right? So if, if you're a trader looking for commodity from specialty coffee, right, and you have a team of people sort of visiting farms, they can have a device and uh, on the spot in a farm, they can check and say, oh, this coffee is is pretty much what we're looking for. This is this is a supplier that we can sort of be building to our network, right? And uh, for example, uh, on a more macro level, once once uh, the whole industry is connected to the standard, uh, for example, big roasters can plan their procurement strategy with with better information, with complete value chain visibility. Today, they have very limited value chain visibility. So if you're a, roaster, a big roaster in Europe, you can, you can say, oh, I understand that this, this, this harvest cycle, the quality is going to be a little bit uh, higher. So I can position my, 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 my procurement strategy differently than uh, just being reactive, which is what they are today, right? Um, 
An additional, for example, inventory management. Uh, if, so as, as you know, coffee is, is a living substance. So you might uh, uh, buy coffee early in the harvest and you store it. And when you're going to use it, you need to recap it to understand what you need to do. So actually being able to manage that inventory and sort of to do the blends and stuff like that, that becomes much easier. So it's a combination of, of efficiency measures so and effectiveness and prospecting and also strategic implications about having the access to data to, to make better decisions for both roasters and, and traders. Because at the end of the day, once again, we're tackling and digitizing the most important variable in coffee, which is taste. Demetria also works directly with the brands to improve their coffee supply and quality. For example, earlier this summer, it teamed with Nestle's coffee brand Nespresso to provide its farmers with high-quality coffee plants that will thrive in changing climates. We have a, a very aligned interest with Nespresso and, and uh, and we have been able to, to, to work together in, in very significant or impactful things. Um, so initially what we started to do with Nespresso is Nespresso developed uh, a, a special genetic variety for coffee uh, that once again is more resistant and uh, has higher quality coffee. And uh, because it's, it's a hybrid, uh, you need to reproduce it by grafting. So this means that you need to sort of stick one part of one plant into another. And, and, and that process of sticking them together is not perfect. So uh, we developed an application that allows uh, Nespresso to understand in the process of grafting, which of the plants are going to be, uh, what's the survivability of those plants if those plants are taken to the field. Um, so that is one aspect of the technology that we're doing for them. And, and basically the, 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 the big uh, value there <clears throat> is that we're able to guarantee to the farmer that's planting that, that, uh, that plant that they're going to get the, the, the survivability that they need for them to, to, to make it worthwhile, basically. So that's, that's one aspect. And in the other aspect, what we're working on is not only are we able to uh, codify and digitize the taste profiles that Nespresso is looking for, right? Because Nespresso, like uh, uh, a lot of people in the industry, is looking for very, very specialized taste profiles uh, across the world. But not only are we able to do that, but we're working with them in developing an application that helps the farmer uh, reproduce the conditions in the post-harvest processing, namely the fermentation, so that the farmer always produces that profile. So we're talking about uh, not only measuring quality, but starting to manage quality at the farm level. And, and this is potentially revolutionary because evidently, uh, I don't know, Elizabeth, if you're familiar with the process at the farm, but farmers today uh, have absolutely no tools whatsoever to control fermentation. It is a little bit sort of like, uh, if you if you will, divine intervention or luck. Uh, sometimes that they get the the uh, the adequate quality, 
Uh, you probably, if you've been around the coffee world, you've, you've probably heard stories of the sort that when you go ask a farmer that sort of wins a, a cup of excellence or something of, of the sort, and you ask him, what did you do differently for this batch of coffee that you don't do for the other batches? And they, they said, I don't know, <laughs> right? So what we're bringing is data analysis to be able to manage and control the, those processes and, 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 and try to, to get reliability and quality. Given the versatility of the technology and its potentially revolutionary impact on the industry, Ayerbe explains that the company wants to make it as accessible as possible by offering it at a different price point based on the value proposition. Our, our target market is basically to serve with software as a service applications, some that are geared for farmers, some that are geared for traders, some that are geared for roasters, and some that cut, cut across the whole value chain. So, um, so in some instances, right, uh, uh, a big uh, roaster like Nespresso would act like a sponsor of that technology. They would be the, the initial developers, they would act as distributors, and, and they would probably subsidize part of the cost uh, to their farmer networks, right? And in some cases, uh, if you're just an independent farmer, you just want the technology and you'll, you'll buy a license. And the advantage of the software as a service model is that you're able to price the applications uh, in proportion to the value that you're generating to the user, right? So uh, evidently, uh, the value that we bring to a, a big trader is different to the, the value that we uh, bring to a very small farmer uh, in, 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 in a remote region. So we're able to, 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 to manage that accordingly. So at the end of the day, it, it's, it's a whole network effect, if you will, Elizabeth. While Demetria is still fresh out of stealth mode and relatively small, Ayerbe said the business is on the cusp of scaling up and the coming year will be pivotal. And that scaling up means uh, we started in, in Colombia and we opened up a, an office in, 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 in Brazil and we we're already we're on, we're well underway of developing our applications for Brazil as well. So next year is going to be a pivotal year because we will be uh, for the first time uh, scaling up and, and rolling out uh, applications for the, for the complete value chain, both in Colombia and Brazil. So all the way from farmer, from traders, roasters, traders, and farmers, uh, simultaneously in both, in both countries. So that's sort of the short-term goal, to be able to show the industry, because evidently a lot of people are still uh, sort of uh, in the, in the I, I want to see to believe, right? And, and that, and, and we need to, to, to show that this is possible, right? The company's longer-term goal is to expand its footprint worldwide and include both producers and buyers. To do this, it will need to raise capital, and it's particularly interested in potential investors who can offer not just money, but expertise, especially in the Far East and Asia, which are big coffee producers and consumers, but are areas in which the team currently is not as well-versed. With that, we've come to the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast and our last installment for the year. 
but we will be back in 2022, and I hope you subscribe to stay abreast with trends, marketing strategies, and regulatory pressures in the new year. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive, profitable, and safe remainder of the year, as well as a happy holiday season. Mm -hmm.